Hi everyone and welcome to a new podcast here at Realtor Talks. Today we've got the co-founder and managing director of LuxuryProperty.com, Andrew Cummings on the podcast. Welcome Andrew. Thank you for having me. No problem. And today we're going to be talking about how he got into the real estate industry, social media and how he's using that to build his business and personal brand, as well as some tips for business owners of real estate companies here in Dubai. Excellent. I'm keen to see how hard these questions are going to be. I'm prepared. <laughs> they're, they're not difficult, Andrew. It's just your personal opinion. I've been revising all night. <laughs> uh, okay, so the well, first thing I wanted to ask you is, I know that you've had a distinguished career before you came to Dubai and uh, started in the real estate business here. Uh, if you can just tell anyone listening and watching what you used to do and then why you moved into the real estate industry. Sure. Well, my, my background's pretty weird for, for, for real estate. I started originally after, after university, I went into the, the British civil service and sort of worked my way through uh, in government, working in a range of roles in, in counterterrorism and, and foreign policy, which climax basically working as one of their advisors to the prime minister on the Middle East and North Africa. So I was doing that a lot during the Arab Spring and, 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 and times like that. So that was like a fascinating part of, uh, part of my career. I then moved on from government and, and, and worked actually for a year um, for one of the royal families here in the in, in the Middle East, giving them advice on on uh, various things. Um, and then after that, went into management consultancy, but then was sort of aiming in the development sector. So I was basically working in all the most glamorous countries in the world. So I did projects in South Sudan, in Afghanistan, in Somalia, in Iraq, in uh, Libya, you know, so all, all over the, the, the sweet spots uh, of, of, of danger. And um, I, I did that for a number of years and actually moved to Dubai to set up a, um, to set up the Dubai office for that company with a view of getting some business out here in the region in places like Saudi, places where I wouldn't be worried that I was going to be blown up. Um, and uh, while, while I was out here, um, I'd, I'd met my business partner actually on a plane journey um, uh, previously coming back from, I was coming back from Afghanistan, him from Dubai. And then we moved out on the same day on the same flight, totally coincidentally. Um, and we just struck it off. Um, you know, we spoke a lot about real estate. I loved watching Million Dollar Listing, which makes it all seem very easy. Um, and, you know, I just looked at this market and saw, saw that I thought there was a gap, you know, that there was a... Um, you know, there's over 7,000 real estate agents here, but I don't think there's enough, you know, highly professional real estate companies, highly professional real estate agencies. And I thought there was a gap in terms of a company that could come in and really do luxury um, uh, very well whilst providing sort of a very high level service. So I'd always been interested in business, but never had some sort of like, I was never like, oh, I want to own my own business or anything like this. But there just seemed to be an opportunity that was too good to miss. Um, and yeah, like we just decided to set up the company and uh, quit my entire career and, and give it a go. So <laughs> high risk strategy. So yeah, well, well are you, are you a, like a risky, uh, not a risk averse, uh, like someone who goes towards risk naturally or are you? Um... Incredibly risk averse. I'm yeah. very conservative. Yeah, I'm very like my, one of my best friends in the UK um, I swear he's had so many jobs. He works in banking, but he'll just quit one because he knows he's going to get another one. Like he's so confident and he always does. He always succeeds when he does this stuff. I've always been the opposite. You know, it took a lot for me to quit the civil service. You know, that was, uh, you know, rubbish salary, but incredible jobs. I you know, was working number 10, went to the White House and the West Wing and all of this stuff. Um, but like 
to quit that was a huge risk for me at the time. And I was, I was very worried about what I'd do. And then, you know, when I was working as a consultant, you know, I was a very senior, I had shares and things like this. And it was, again, a big risk to sort of move from that. Um, but I, I suppose those two points, those two career inflections have been the one time in my life when I've really taken a risk. You know, moving to Dubai in some way was a bit of a risk. I had no idea, didn't know anyone here. Um, but, you know, normally throughout most of my life, I'm incredibly risk averse. Like if I take my personal finances, I have a spreadsheet which shows me how much money I've got in the account, how much I'm going to spend so I can track exactly what month I would run out of money if I don't earn another penny. And that's what motivates me because I'm saying, oh God, I'll run out of money then. Right, I need to earn extra. So I'm super conservative. So doing this was definitely a, a little out of character. Okay, that's good though. But I think you, need, you do need to take a little bit of risk in life. Otherwise, you won't necessarily experience it as other yeah. people would. You've got to back yourself, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, it's weird. I'm not one of these motivational speaking, you know, like sales guys and all that. I'm rubbish at that stuff, as you know, from having to sit in team meetings with me. But like, uh, you know, what, what, what I do think is, you know, you've, you've got to just be confident in, you know, if you've got an idea and a plan, just got to do it what i've always been very good at is you know like my business partner jason he comes up with some you know some idea that zany left field that's that's brilliant but absolutely zero idea how that actually turns into a reality i'm a former bureaucrat so i'm a process guy so i'm very much about okay to, to achieve this we need to go a b c d and e and you know trying to put in place those building blocks are the things that can effectively de-risk your decision making Okay, so, so having that kind of plan, is that how you think you've had such good success in such a, a short time period? Obviously being a relative newcomer to the industry and you know, you've, re you've won awards with Property Finder, for example. Do you think that that meticulous planning is why you've been so successful or is there another reason? No, I'd say the one part where we haven't done well on planning is, so we've, we've never had a business plan, never had a well-written presentation. And this is what I used to do. I used to be great at these presentations. We have basically gone for a growth strategy that's been very organic. You know, we've you know, hired brokers and tried to build around them. We've you know, targeted a few areas that you know, we've, we can be successful in. So there has been some strategy to it. And there's a lot of strategy around what we do digitally and how we build our digital presence so that we're number one on Google. Um, so that, that's been a sort of a key thing. But you know, for me, the way we've got to where we've got, got is, is, is hard work. You know, I, as you know, because you get WhatsApps on me in the middle of the night, I work all the time, you know, like from when I wake up until I go to bed, you know, which is interesting. I've got a six week old baby now, so that's not going down incredibly well with my wife. But, you know, you ultimately real estate is a numbers game so you know if you've got 10 clients maybe you know maybe one of them or half of them will buy so get 100 clients you know so like and then you've got to manage that you can't just let them sort of sit so you know there's been a mixture of strategy um but then there's been a mixture i think of just hard work and, and taking some interesting decisions yeah we'll come on social media i think you said but you know that's been a, a big thing as well so yeah there's a there's an outline strategy but Actually, the business is the one area where I haven't actually sketched it out because I find it's far more fun to just go organically and see what happens. Okay. Okay. So you said, you did, well, you didn't have a plan. You mentioned about the digital strategy. Was it always the aim to be more of a digital destination? Was that the focus um, or, or did that kind of grow organically? No, what 100%. You know, look, look, look at the name luxuryproperty.com. You know, like that's just an unbelievable domain. You know, I've had 
people contacting me yesterday trying to buy offers and things like this. You know, it's a, you know, we, we always wanted to be a digital destination, you know, um, get, driving traffic, um, not just from the UAE, but globally is, is a core part of our business, you know, and we market not just here in the, in the, in the UAE, as you know, you know, we've got properties that we're marketing in Los Angeles, in New York, in London, in Seychelles, in Singapore, you know, so, you know, you need people who are, you know, high net worth individuals and others who are basically sitting at home Googling, all their staff and their team sitting at home Googling, and you need to come up first. So I had an inquiry um, on a, a really great development um, uh, in, in, in Mauritius called the Anahita uh, that we market. I, I love it. It's by the Four Seasons. The golf course is amazing. I've played there. I've been there twice. Um, and we market their villas. And we got an inquiry the other day. And, um, and I was just like, oh, I've not, I've not thought of them for a little while. Let me just quickly Google and I'll just look up something that I wanted to know. And I, I Googled um, buy Anahita villas, I think it was. And we came up number one and two. So, you know, that, 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 that means that you're going to get in traffic. You're going to get in clients. And if you've got that, it's everything. So the digital strategy and becoming number one, and, you know, now we basically sit, we have the highest organic traffic in the UAE outside of the portals. And actually, we have higher traffic than just property. So we're behind Bayut and Property Finder. But we, we have num, you know, number one traffic there. And that's been you know, achieved very quickly because we've had a very, very disciplined approach to it. Okay, that's good. And yeah, I can only see that growing into into the future as everything moves more online that we're, we're already seeing at the moment in the in the current um, pandemic. Um, yeah. you, you're touching on uh, social media as well. So that's something I wanted to ask you about how how have you built a social media following? And for anyone starting um, on Instagram on YouTube or any other of the any other one of the platforms, what's your your tips to, to people on, on just starting out? Well, I think, you know, look, there's different parts of social media, but it is absolutely critical to any real estate agent, um, to, to, to be on it. You know, it's, it's madness. You know, I think there's a lot of brokers here in Dubai that if they list a property, they just expect their companies to put it on Property Finder and then they'll get leads and that's the extent of their marketing. Your job as an agent is to go get leads. You should be thinking of the leads that your company is providing as a bonus on top of your own lead generation. And social media is at the core of that. So, you know, I've always been on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has been something for me, obviously, back in my more boring jobs that you, that you would be on. That's a great resource. You know, people should be using LinkedIn effectively, building their networks, putting out information, you know, whether it be articles that they've written or bits about property or their own comments, you've got to build an identity on there. And you've also got the advantage that you've got um, a, no, a number of other ways in terms of you know, engaging with groups that can, that can get you on there. Um, Instagram, though, has been just a, a revelation for me. You know, I, um, I'd never been on Instagram before. I wasn't on it personally. Um, I was a Facebook user back in the day. I barely touch it now. I feel that it's died in, in, in many ways, um, unless it's sort of, you know, fermenting dissent in the right wings of America. Um, but uh, I stay off politics. Uh, uh, but, um, uh, you know, Instagram, I, I, ne I never planned to join. Uh, my wife was always like, don't join it, you'll just follow hot women. So I was never allowed to join it. And then we decided, actually, I need to do this. You know, this is a good idea for real estate. And, um, you know, you've got to, got to get your name. It can either be your name. I'm obviously active by Luxury Broker. I don't know if you can do graphics on these videos, but it should pop up now. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, that, that's been amazing. So, you know, we've got beautiful photography um, that we have that we can put out. We do great videos. But for me, social media, and the thing that's made it successful for me is it's got to be a reflection of your own personality. If you basically just make it look boring and corporate, 
no one's interested. You know, people follow people. You know, people buy real estate from people. Um, they don't buy it from a dull company. You know, I have double the amount of followers our company has. And I'm sure that's the case for, 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 for a lot of individuals. And the successful people on, on, uh, that are doing it are doing it because it's something interesting about them. If you just do the old panning video, no one cares. You know, social media has been incredible. You know, I hired you because of your YouTube. I hired Liam Jeffrey, one of our best agents, uh, because of his YouTube. I hired Nicolene, um, uh, who works in JG from her Instagram. You know, why? Because I can see the way that they work. That's the type of person that I want working in our company and as part of our team. And if they're doing that and attracting me, they're going to attract clients. They're going to have clients who say, I want to do this. And the result is, you know, you get incredible leads, you get great clients and you get as importantly, a great way to have continued engagement with your clients. So you've got to have a balance, you know, between uh, you know your own privacy, your own personal life, and I'm quite uh, careful with that. You know, you don't see a lot of you know just me generally around the house. You're normally seeing me acting like an idiot. Uh, but you know that that that's what works for me because that's my personality. Um, and I think you've got to make your social media about your personality. Definitely, yeah. Like you said, people buy into other people and not just in real estate, I think you see it in other industries as well, even in football, for example, the, the players get more interaction than the club accounts do necessarily. So I think that's definitely a good point. Um, is there one platform that you think is more important than another or does it really depend on the personality of the, the agent? Uh, it's, it's a, it, Instagram for me is, um, is the best. It, it's so visual and property is so visual that I find that it's the most effective. Uh, equally, LinkedIn is, is very, very good. You know, um, uh, one of my colleagues gets great leads from, from LinkedIn. Um, and then look, you know, a couple of our agents are very active in Facebook. You know, for me, I, don't, I just don't use it anymore personally that much. Um, but you know, it, it does still have a great following. There are loads of groups out there. There are loads of people still on it, sometimes probably a little bit older. So if you think of your demographics, you, know, you get your TikTok for your young, you get your Instagram, you get your Facebook, and you get your LinkedIn. So you're basically covering sort of the broad uh, breadth of demographics. And to be honest, you need to be on all of them. You, know, you can't just be on, you know, be on one. You can be very good at one. Um, and of course, you know, I, I didn't mention YouTube, which can cover everything. You, YouTube's a different thing. I think it's great to have stuff up there. It's great to have content, um, whether that content is flashy tours or informational stuff like you've been doing at the moment. It's hugely useful because you will have buyers and, and sellers who ask you a question and the best thing to do is, oh, actually, we've got a video. Here you go. And you know, they get that information there in that, in that, in that incredible way. So you know, YouTube is also, I think, you know, very, very useful. And I know, you know Liam Jeffrey you know, has closed a couple of big deals from YouTube clients as well. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it goes across all the different demographics. And it's really, it acts as a differentiator when you're sending clients information at that first contact point that you're different to, to any other agent, whether you're sending an email, whether you're sending it on WhatsApp. 90% of agents in this market, and I know because I get the messages forwarded from clients, um, they'll send a WhatsApp, because uh, they don't bother picking up the phone. They'll send a WhatsApp and it will have, you know, six bed, you know, 15,000 square foot, you know, cinema, blah, 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 price at the bottom. And then you'll suddenly get 20 messages that say send your, the individual photos, because they don't have a website like ours that, that can list things. They haven't got anything else. You know, I've just sent out an email to, to clients just before I came on this call. And you know, I've gone into depth. You know, I've included videos that I've done. I've included articles on visas. You know, it's about providing some value add. Ultimately, we're paid 
to add value to our clients. Um, and if, you, if you're just sending you know, regurgitated stuff, you don't add any value. Definitely. Okay, so well, leading on to that, you were talking about you know, how agents contact you. Um, I wanted to ask you what you thought the, the best part of real estate is, like what's done really well here and what's the worst part in the industry and is that something like, what would be the thing that you would change first if you were controlling the whole industry? Well, the, the best part of real estate is in many ways the, the actual product. You know, like there's just some great products here in Dubai. You know, whether you're, the, the phone call I, I just got off was um, with a client from Australia, you know, five, $5 million budget looking at penthouses and, you know, it's a genuine pleasure to tell them, you know, about projects like, you know, uh, you know the Royal Atlantis, which is going to be a globally iconic project. It's, it's great to be able to, you know, take them through the detail of the nuances between downtown penthouses from the 118 and Volante and how that contrasts with things like, you know, Vida and Address Fountain View and Address Boulevard and Address Skyview and, you know, that, that, that difference. So, you know, I think the best thing about real estate is, is, uh, is the product because we have something really great to sell here, whether it be on price point or as investment or as an end user um, thing. I think also like, you know, some of the brokers, there are some really great brokers in Dubai that do incredible work. You know, look, I'm not a natural salesman. I've never had formal sales training. I never worked in sales before. I see the way some of our team work and, and, and people in other companies. And I'm like hugely impressed by, you know, the way they go about it, the discipline, the structure that they bring to add value to their clients. So, so that's the best thing. And the other half of it was what, what would I change? Yeah. Um, what's the worst thing? Is that the thing you change about the industry? Uh, it's, it's very, very difficult. You know, I think, you know, the, there's so much inconsistency in brokers, which does damage to our profession. Um, that is, is the one thing I'd change. You know, if I could over-regulate to professionalize. So like, you know, obviously on property finder or bay, you can, you can verify, you can check property. That means you prove that you are legally allowed to market it. That I think is a, a hugely important thing because there's so many people that put up fake listings and things like this that needs handling. Um, as a result, that drives down the trust in brokers. And I spend a lot of my time with, with clients trying to let them know that you can actually trust me, you know, that this, we, we have that relationship. I'm not like everybody else. Um, I think, uh, you know, trying to ensure um, that, that professionalization in terms of the, you know, the, the, the brokers so that people aren't getting a hundred calls with the same message, which happens, you know, a fair bit here. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's trying to professionalize. And then the, the one other thing that I, I'd really love is I just think exclusivity is something that we've got a bird up on my roof, by the way, um, great for sound, um, but, you know, is exclusivity. You know, you have some discussions with, uh, with, with sellers and they'll say, well, but if I give it to you exclusively, how will I get these clients from these random brokerages? And that's not the point. I'm bringing a villa to market very soon. It's going to be sort of, you know, in the 20 to 30 million range. I'm totally exclusive on it. I'm going to run it. I'm going to call all the agents because I want them to bring clients. I will do deal with any agent. If I'm marketing a property and you're an agent out there, bring me your clients. Because the point is we get paid by the seller. You get paid by the buyer as per RERA uh, guidance. You know, we should be reaching out to everybody to get that, that, that property sold. And I think that often sellers are misguided when they think that if they splash it on the portals with 10 people, that's going to be an advantage. No, it's not. It's going to undervalue and overexpose your property. And sometimes I do just sort of want to knock people's heads together and remind them that we do this for a living. We know what works. And with respect, you're incredible in the oil and gas sector, but I'm not telling you how to do your job. So that's probably my other ground.
uh, other guys. Okay, well, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on, on the points you've made. Uh, taking it in a completely different uh, direction, obviously, with the current situation that we're in at, at the moment with the pandemic and COVID-19, what do you think the effect is going to be on the industry in the, not in the short term, um, but in the mid to long term uh, here in Dubai? And with that, I'm not talking just about prices, how about more about how business is done as well. Well, I think, look, there's um, the, the um, I, I did, I, I was a nerd when I was young. So my, my undergrad, my master's degree is in terrorism and security, but my undergraduate was biochemistry and I was very much a scientist person. So natural selection and evolution is something I obviously spent a lot of time studying. And, and you know, we're about to see the survival of the fittest. You know, if you are not running your business well in this market, you will fail. You know, and that doesn't matter if you're in real estate or if you're in any other aspect of, uh, of, of business. You know, I go to a, a, specific, uh, a specific gym. I go to Crank to do spinning. And, you know, obviously we can't do that at the moment. But these guys have got timetables for workouts daily. They're keeping their, their clients loyal. And whilst they might not be able to earn much money now, I guarantee all those clients will go back to them afterwards. So as a business owner, you've got to look at what are you doing both financially to ensure that you're financially stable and you're putting in place the right, uh, the right sort of you know, budgetary plan for, for this changed environment. But also then you know, with your team, how are you making sure that your team are ready for when this crisis starts to, to come to an end? And I think you know, the, the, the people that are out there now making their calls, speaking to their clients, bringing on new listings, they're going to be the ones that when this starts to, to sort of abate, are going to jump and start making some really you know, good, good money and, and businesses will survive. Those that are sitting around huffing and puffing or taking the time off, that, that, they're just going to go under. And I think we need to accept the fact that not everyone will survive this crisis. And as a business owner, my job is, you know, I have responsibility for the people that, you know, that work for me to try and make sure that we are giving them the best possible opportunity to be successful through this crisis. Definitely. And do you think, well, the effect obviously of being inside at the moment and we can't do viewings with clients, do you think there'll be a, a long-term transition to stuff like virtual viewings or do you think that will go completely back to normal where, you know, how, how everything was done traditionally in the past? Well, I'm a big advocate for tech and I, I love tech and obviously we put out a, a huge amount of video content as standard. We're one of the only companies that try to do a video on virtually every property that we have. Um, you know, no one, you know, people will buy virtual viewings, you know, through virtual viewings occasionally, but you know, it, it, it's a, it's a small minority. People want to see, this is the biggest purchase of your life. You know, it's, it's so much more important. If you think about how long I take to decide which, you know, bookcase I was going to buy and research or whatever on sofa, you know, and, and that's a, you know, a couple of thousand dollars. You compare that to buying a property and it's just a totally different level. You know, you want peace of mind. You want to see it. You know, does it, do the walls sort of, you know, stay solid? You know, are there any, any issues with it? Does it have the right feeling and the right flow? So look, virtual viewings and 360 walkthroughs and everything like this, even if you get into VR is, um, it is great. It's a huge, a hugely useful tool, but it's a tool that's an addition to the basics of brokerage. And ultimately I think that as these restrictions come up, people will want to get back viewing and that's going to happen. So yes, I think you know, we'll carry on and we'll see more of our own investment in some of these digital tools, but the, the core of it is people just want to get in and, and, and look at property and hopefully buy it or rent it. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's just going to be an additional tool, like you said. And But I think it will just maybe just uh, form part of the funneling process at the start rather than the end part, which is everyone's still going to, especially if they're an end user, want to see the finished article uh, in front of them. And with, with virtual viewing... In many ways, it's off plan. So the people that will buy off plan are happy to do it on the basis of what something's going to look like. If you're selling that type of product, yeah, 100%. If it's an end user property, no, people are going to want to see it. So I think, yeah, it's a, it's a hugely useful tool. I, again, one thing where Dubai, I think, really lags behind, you know, we have incredible developers here. Like, you know, you've got, you see Imar's name all around me, you know, we've got all of the other developers, but the actual products that they put out could be vastly improved. You know, if you go to some of the, the top level um, uh, top level developments in, in New York, you know, I remember there's one where basically they took a drone up to where the building would be and they basically went to each unit and took you know, video view of what the view was out of each unit. So why would you not do that here? You know, Emar Beachfront coming up, that, those views are going to be mind-blowing. Don't do a rubbish render. Just put a drone up and take a picture of what the view will be like at the fifth floor, the tenth floor, the twentieth floor, and so on. So, you know, I think that, you know, even now, some of the developers are missing a trick. I found that, you know, the Royal Atlantis, in the example, they do these, you know, the, these drone trips to show you the, the progress. But the most important thing that they did was um, they, uh, they started taking video on the site. You know, and people were like, oh, my God, that, that view is mind-blowing. You know, you could have done that two years ago. You could have just put a drone up to, you know, 102 meters at the 33rd floor and done that. So I think, you know, hopefully this will make people think and the developers think we could maybe do a little bit more to help showcase the clients and help brokers to do their jobs. Yeah, I, I do think a lot of developers became a bit complacent because they're making the sales and you know, doing their normal business. They haven't necessarily thought about the customer experience enough. And now that it's more tough, they'll have to bring in these additional features to get more sales. And definitely like what you said, a lot of them, they don't even have a show, show uh, apartment or a show villa that you can even look at the property or yeah, something like a walkthrough or views that you get from it to show the other sales points of that particular apartment or, or villa as it may be. Um, so I think definitely that's going to start to come in from more of the, the developers, especially the, the big ones. Okay, Andrew. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, I do this with all the people on the, the podcast, is a top five. So depending on who they are, I ask them a top five list of you know, things that are related to the real estate industry. So for you as a business owner um, of a real estate company here in Dubai, what are the top five tips that you would give someone um, running a real estate brokerage here in Dubai? Interesting. And this should be something that I could reel off much easier. Um, uh, the number one tip, hire well. Um, look, when we set up the company, uh, we, we've, we've made some shocking hires, truly shocking hires, because at the time that was what we could hire because we didn't have the brand exposure and things like this. And over time, we've been able to hire better and better people. But you are only as good as your people. Um, and if you, if you hire well, whether it be in your operations and back office support team or whether it be in your brokers, that is going to, to forge success, uh, which, is, which is really important. I think um, you know, uh, culture and structure would be my, my second tip. Again, I, what's interesting about these tips, they're areas where I feel that we've often not done as well. 
and now I'm realizing how important. So, you know, building the right culture, building the right structure for your brokers in terms of how they go about doing their, their work is, is, is hugely important. Um, you know, hard work is, is, is unbelievably important as tip three. You know, you just have to be consistent. You have to be nonstop. You have to always, you know, you, you can sometimes just sit and you're having a bad day and a, a league comes in or whatever it is. You've got to pick up the phone every single time as if that person is writing you a check. If you don't do that, if you see a number from a from a you know a country that you think is not that credible and you always get rubbish calls from them, you know, you don't know who it is. It could be the president's son, it could be anyone. Like so, like you know, you don't know your clients. So I think you know, working hard and always maintaining that positive attitude uh, would be would be tip three. Tip four, this is getting tough now. Um, you know, I think uh, build positive relationships. Like, you know, I've always sort of tried to call our business non-denominational. And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're not anything to anyone in terms of in the market. You know, I hope that basically any real estate agent watching this would happily call us and do, and do a deal with us because they know that we will be honest, straightforward, and we'll get the deal done uh, in a collaborative manner with them. Um, there's a lot of sharkishness behavior in Dubai where, People don't want to work with other people or they badmouth different agencies and so on and so forth. I, I don't want to do that. You know, we don't, the, the name over the door is not coming to So it's luxuryproperty.com. It's generic. And there's a reason we've done that because we do want to have a, you know, a, a relationship with, with everyone. So I think building good relationships is key. Um, and then finally, the, 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 the tip is, you know, your clients are your revenue. So you've got to invest in them. You know, you've got to add value to them. Um, and if you ever think that you can just send them a rubbish email, we had an example the other day in the team meeting where we'd seen an email from one of our agents to a client and the client was just unimpressed. It didn't have any detail in it at all. It was really, really bad. Um, the client was basically, oh, well, I'll call some other people. Unfortunately, uh, uh, one of us stepped in and now that client's golden. That client's got a big budget um, and is looking at some serious real estate. Uh, but the initial approach just was flippant. It was too, you know, the agent was just too much, oh, here's a link to a property. No analysis. You know, the, the, the email I just did was around, I put it onto Word, I did it on Word, it was two pages of detailed analysis of why these type of properties are there. So you know, your clients are your money, you've got to add value to them. You've got to think about what they want. You've got to, you know, you've got to ask questions and listen to them and anticipate what they want. And if you prioritize your clients, if you focus on your clients, then you will be successful. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And those are really, like, really good tips that you've given out here. Um, you were mentioning about brokers before. Do you think, and, and giving the example of that email, do you think brokers generally across the city are just not really well-trained enough? And what do you think companies and you know, um, individuals as brokers need to do more in order to, to, bring up the reputation of brokers in the city as being more knowledgeable and actually a, a valuable resource to, to customers. Well, I think look, yeah, there's, uh, you know, it's great that we have the, the, the rural courses and things like that. And people need to take that type of stuff seriously. So they do learn and add value. You know, all companies need to um, invest in training in their staff. We, we you know, again, I, I, I score on a curve and I, I don't feel we've done anywhere near enough training for our staff. You know, everybody should always get more where we focused our time is much more on the one-to-one -one mentoring. So I think everybody in our team gets a lot of time with me or Jason, where we'll 
go out on viewings, we'll do calls with you, we'll try to teach you organically as, as much as it is sort of, you know, formalized, you know, training courses like we're doing um, uh, at the moment during this lockdown. Um, I think though that, you know, the, the you know, brokers, um, they, 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 there's a little sense that I, I get from brokers that they feel that, you know, because they're commission only, they, they don't have responsibilities. You know, I, I've had this discussion with people before where, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, you be in the office at nine, why are you late? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, I don't, you're not paying me. Yes, I am. Uh, you know, do you think that my the rent for this office? Do you think that our marketing budgets? Do you think that the operations team are free? No, they're paid for by the revenue that a broker brings. So when you actually, you know, I, I think you know, brokers need to realize more the investment that companies are making in them. Every single broker costs their company money, and if they don't earn, they're a loss on the business. And I don't think brokers understand that. I think they feel because they're not being paid that actually they don't have the same responsibilities. And having come from a career where I'm, I was in a very structured, you know, government, very structured thing, you know, where you had your working hours, you had to do certain things if your boss is sad and so on and so forth. You know, I'm always amazed sometimes when brokers won't do that. Um, so, you know, and I've heard that from, from other companies as well about, you know, that people just think they just sort of go and do, do whatever they want. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, there definitely needs to be more training, but, you know, equally companies have a responsibility to give the right structure and guide to their brokers in order to um, in order to try bring out the the best of them. Um, but you know, a broker needs to think of themselves as a standalone business. You know, if you think of yourself as a business and one of your revenue streams is money that's coming in, say, from your website leads, from your property finder leads, you know, but then what else are you getting from your you know, from your signboards? Have you put up gone to the effort to put up signboards? Have you taken the responsibility? You all at my company get messages from me in the middle of the night because I've gone on somewhere and spotted that the featured photo is rubbish. And therefore you'll get an email. Why have you done that? Why didn't you think to put a more attractive photo? So I think if brokers take responsibility for their own business, then they'll be hugely successful. Um, if they just want everything handed to them, then you know, that, they're not going to be better than anyone else. Yeah, that's the point I come to because I think people, you know, they don't necessarily, like you said, treat it as your own business, but maybe they're not trained in how to, to run a business, for example. So maybe they're not aware on like processes and those kind of things that businesses run on. You've obviously had that experience in your previous career and like I've also been experienced with it. But if you've been in real estate your whole life and you've just come in and done kind of sales training, you don't maybe necessarily have the, the business acumen that it takes to, to have processes and bring that onto yourself. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a, it's a very good point. I think you know, as 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 business owners, we you know, it's about trying to figure out where the gaps are in everybody's skills and how you can try to to, to balance that. You know, I'm always amazed when you know maybe someone's received. I'll you know, look at our CRM and someone's received 200 leads and you know 150 of them are closed, and I'm like, what? Closed? Like this person inquired and had no interest in property. For me. I don't want to close any lead because that's my business. The more clients that are in my bucket, the more that might buy at some point. Now you've got to have that balance of where you can stay engaged with them. You know, if you've just got people that are sitting in your CRM that aren't getting called, aren't receiving material, aren't having any conversations, you don't have reminders on, then there's no point at all. But you know, trying to make sure that you've sort of really done the work. And I think we got, in our training session the other day, we had those stats about the percentage of people that will make one call, two calls, three calls, and only I think with 8% of people will you know, call until you get 
to, 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 to sort of reach your goal. And that, that's the point, you know, okay, yeah, he didn't answer, I pinged out a WhatsApp, then two days later you do it again. This is Dubai. In the meantime, 50 other agents have called that person. So, you know, speed of it is, is key. Definitely. And well, next point is I wanted to ask you about the plans for the future. So obviously for, for the company, luxuryproperty.com, but also for yourself, how you're planning to, to increase your own, I guess, personal brand and personal business as well. Well, where well, do you see? To, to, to leave, leave my terrace would be nice. That, uh, that's my immediate priority um, and plan is to leave my terrace. I moved to this property. Um, it's a villa in the marina. Um, a week before my baby was born. We chose it instead of going to a villa with a pool because we could go for walks around the marina. We're right next to restaurants and friends. And the pool is 10 meters from my door, but it's locked. So my current plan is to basically get naked and get in the pool. But beyond that, <laughs> the question. <laughs> and well, well, and well, for the company itself, in, where do you see it in five, 10 years time? Well, so look, you know, the, we, we want to be the number one brokerage in Dubai, you know, for, for what we do. Um, you know, we want to, you know, it's been great to receive. I think we've won three agent of the month awards from Property Finder. We were in the best boutique brokerage category, one Bay agency of the month. You know, that, that's all great. To be honest, numbers. Numbers are what matter to me. I want us to do more and more sales. I want our brokers to all be seen as the best at what they do. So, you know, for us to be successful, if you look in a particular area, I want that broker to be the person that everybody thinks about, you know, and that's sort of aspiration of what, what really breeds success to know that if you're living in a certain area, oh, you call us because that's the, you know, we're the best company. We've got all the listings, you get the best service. So, you know, providing a great service will bring us to have that prominence, to be able to have our brokers being successful. And if our brokers are successful, that, that's what does it um, for us. Equally, you know, as you know, we market a lot of international property where, doing a lot at the moment in terms of building some really, really interesting uh, international relationships with some of the world's uh, top brokers. So like, I'm, I'm excited about what might happen on the international stage um, uh, moving forward. Um, but, you know, for now, you know, the, the main plan is, you know, get, keep, keep our team, you know, motivated, excited, make sure that, you know, as we head towards the second half of this year, everyone comes through it successfully um, and, you know, helps build, you know, their own careers. You know, it's, it's both about making loads and loads of money, of course, but that's what we want as, as, as real estate agents, but it's also about building the careers and building their skill set. I've spoken a lot, I think, with our team about this. It's not just about doing the same things. If you can build your skill set, you're building your own career. So that's, that's, that's really important. For me personally, um, but, you know, uh, keeping my six-week, seven-week-old baby alive is pretty much my main plan and making sure that she's a... Uh, she, she's good and my wife doesn't go mad having to look after her all the whole time. Um, but I want to I continue to, to build, you know, like um, I, I want the reputation of myself and the company to go from strength to strength. I want to keep doing deals. You know, I, I unfortunately only get to spend, I know, like 20% of my time actually doing brokerage. You know, like obviously there's a lot going on running a company and, and doing all our marketing and everything else. Um, so, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to sort of keep making sure I'm working hard for my clients. Obviously, at the moment, I've sold the most expensive villa in Dubai, I think, in the last 18 months. You know, the most expensive villa in Emirates Hills in nearly two years as well. There's 69 million dirham sale. I want more of those. I want to break more records. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, just keep on getting deals done for my clients and hopefully building a, 
uh, a presence where people want to work with you. You know, brokers want to come and work with me and, 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 and with our team. Um, and a agencies want to do deals with us and we, we get more international collaboration. So for me, it's about, oh, and also like, you know, a few more followers on Instagram and YouTube wouldn't go miss as well. Uh, but that's, uh, that's pretty much the extent of my plans. How, how, how are you finding it with the, with the newborn baby? Is it, is it taking away a lot of time for you or? content like you know the best thing is like she can't do anything she's you know she's a baby she's too stupid to even hold her own head up so you can basically just do what you want with them which is brilliant for content um you know, it, it's 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 a challenging time you know we're, we're locked down at home um you know because of the nature of what's going on i'm spending a lot more of my time on the phone or on zoom and things like this um and, and you know then we're going to have a, a big push once this opens back up so you know trying to find the time to, to make sure it's done but you know friday is a daddy daycare day i take the baby all day i need to take a, a good portion of saturday as well uh, sing some stupid songs and raps with her um uh, you know try to give the wife a break i take her from uh 8 p.m every night when i finish work until around 2 or 3 a.m um so then i'm up early again so it'd be nice to get some sleep at some point but uh yeah it's um it, it, it's it's you know, it's a great experience. I'm very pleased in many ways that I am home at the moment. You know, it means I'm getting to spend more time with them um, than than I obviously would have done if I was if I was back at work. Definitely. Okay, Andrew. Uh, thanks for answering all the questions and thanks for coming on the the podcast today. Um, if you want to check out Andrew, Andrew, if you want to give out your your social media handles. Definitely uh, at Dubai Luxury Broker on Instagram, and you can just search Andrew Cummings on on YouTube. Uh, go watch my stuff. I don't uh, do it too sensibly, so it's, it's it's hopefully relatively interesting. Yeah, go go follow Andrew on all his social media, especially his YouTube and his his Instagram. And thanks for checking out this uh, podcast of Realtor Talks, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Logan. Bye bye.